0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Lessons Learned and the Teton CrossFit podcast. (laughs) Uh, I know we've done a couple crossover episodes lately, and uh, I'm completely okay with that. And the reason why is because uh, the information is so relevant to both audiences. I have hit this little stride lately of just consuming so much information to do with nutrition and just diet and exercise and holding on to muscle and losing body fat and just this huge deep dive. Now, a a lot of this um, I've known for years, but there's a huge difference in knowing something and actually putting it into practice. Now, I'll say I have built a foundation over the last decade Of learning these things, but now I have been refining them and really learning the fine details and trying to make it simple. And I believe that the simplicity is where the magic lies. And so we are going to dive deep but simple today into nutrition, diet, a little bit of exercise, and what we can do to lose the most amount of body fat. While maintaining the most muscle possible as quickly and safely as possible and make it sustainable and change our lifestyle so that we can live the longest, live to be 95 and not in a nursing home. I just want to say when it comes to to me saying that I, I feel like I've hit my stride. It's been very progressive over time. I have yo-yoed for. I believe my entire life. Now, this comes in many forms, and you might be able to relate to this. Uh, you know, I'll exercise and then I won't. And I'll eat right and then I won't. And my weight will be up and then it'll be down. And I'll be happy and then I'll be sad. And you know, life is waves. It's it's ups and downs, it's ebbs and flows, and that's totally normal. But this stride has just lit a fire under my tush that has been so exciting to see the transformation in myself and then moving that information to clients, whether it be personal, uh, remote clients that I have, um, which, you know, if if you know me and and I've talked about this before, it includes everything from stay-at-home moms to Olympic lifters to uh, uh, police, military SWAT, uh, a couple special forces individuals, Um, you know, it's extensive. My my coaching goes to many different types of people. But interestingly, uh, the nutritional aspect of it is almost the same for everybody. And the physical aspect actually doesn't change that much. A little history of myself so that you can understand where I'm coming from. I started gaining weight, I would say probably late elementary school, and peaked in weight around the end of junior high and my first year of high school. I remember wrestling in the in the 200-pound class, and I had a friend, I guess you could call him a friend, I had a neighbor, let's say that, um... <laughs> One day, uh, I said, Hey, let's race. You know, we're pretty young. We're at like my trampoline. I'm like, let's race to your house. And he goes, race. There's no way that a fat a like yourself could keep up with me. And I was like, wait a second. I'm not fat. And then I don't know when I can't remember the details, but I, I go and I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm fat. You know, this is one of those moments in time that it just, it just hit me. Like I'm, I'm fat, you know, identified immediately as I'm the fat kid. It looking back, like that was actually, that was really hard on me. Um, I took the summer and this is, it's so weird when this is all kind of popping back into my mind. And I promise we're going to get into the, the fat loss part of all of this. Cause I want to tell you how I first did it in an extremely unhealthy way. And this is, so you go freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So sophomore or freshman to sophomore year, summer, I stopped eating. I literally stopped eating. I remember one time we were at a young, young men's activity and they were giving out some ice cream and I looked at my dad like, dad, what do I do? Cause everybody else is eating ice cream. And my dad's super supportive, amazing individual. He's like, Tyler, it's okay. You can eat some ice cream. And I remember eating and I only ate a little tiny bit of it and I threw the rest of it away. Other than that, I barely ate anything throughout the whole summer, dropped 50 pounds, Went from 200 to 150 in an extremely unhealthy way as a kid. Went to school as a sophomore and it was so weird because I instantly felt like I was more accepted. I had more friends. I had more opportunities and I I truly don't know if this was a societal thing, if this was in my head, if it was a self-confidence thing, if it's just how I'm seeing it later on in life. But I always swore that I would write a book called For Every Pound You Lose, You Gain a Friend. Uh, I mean, totally joking around, but it was so weird and transformative, but unhealthy. Unhealthy in a way that obviously now, you know, even thinking of it, uh, emotionally kind of brings up some, some weird things. Not like I want to cry or anything, but it was like, man, that was really hard on me. So I I wanted to make this simple and fast, but you know, we've got to be really good with kids and their self-image, teach them healthy, healthy habits and let them know that they're worth so much. They're worth everything. And if we want to live that long and healthy life, we've got to be, and we want them to, we've got to be that example for them. Okay. So just a little bit more history. So, you know, where I'm coming from, um, had lost all that weight, kept it off through high school, had really, really good friends, uh, through high school. Um, then I went on an LDS mission to Mexico city, fell completely in love with Mexico And the food, the tacos al pastor and the coca de vidrio, which is the the Coke in the glass bottles. So apparently Coke will let certain regions tweak the recipe and somehow Mexico has perfected it into this insanely addictive product full of cane sugar that mixed with a taco will make you eat and eat and eat until you gain 40 pounds on your mission. So I think when I had left on my mission, I was 155 or 160. So I remember coming home around, around 200 pounds. So I I did, I gained a significant amount of weight uh, on my mission. So, you know, about 40 pounds, got home, met my, my beautiful sweet wife, and we almost immediately started a business and didn't have a lot of money. Um, We were actually living in my parents' basement. My parents are amazing. They, They put up with us. They still put up with me. Let us live there for a year. In that time, we started the business. And like I said, we didn't have a lot of money. So we ate a lot of Little Caesars pizza. And then there was this pizza shop in a local grocery store. And they had $5 pizzas. So I ate a lot of pizza. And I ended up getting to where my highest was about 230. When I wanted to start to lose weight, I began getting into triathlon. And that was uh, mostly due to uh, my friend, Justin Packard, who uh, is one of my best friends today. And <clears throat> uh, we do CrossFit together and um, we just uh, have an amazing relationship, I respect and look up to him so much. But triathlon... It didn't seem to do anything to my body. Ran a lot, rode a lot of bikes, swam a lot. Didn't really change anything nutrition-wise. About a year after that, I started CrossFit. And I actually did see a transformation in my body after I started CrossFit, but not much of one. I was getting stronger, I was getting fitter, I was getting faster, but not a huge bodily transformation. And that's when I found paleo. So I went paleo, which is eating pretty much real foods, no flour, no sugar. You can have some sugar, but it's got to be in the form of real sugar like honey and that sort of thing. And paleo was actually really good for me. Um, I think uh, I ended up going from my very heaviest was 230 down to 185, but it was a 185 with very, very little muscle then yo-yoed for years and blah, blah, blah. I could keep going on for like this forever, but we're 10 minutes in and I want to get to the nuts and bolts of this. So ended up becoming a CrossFit coach, buying into a CrossFit gym, coaching group classes and individuals, taking that education a little bit further. I, uh, got a whole bunch of Westside barbell certifications, uh, precision nutrition certifications, Uh, became an OPEX level one associate coach, got my CrossFit level two. Uh, Knowledge is just very important to me. So I would give these nuggets to clients and to myself and I'd say, hey, we need to track macros and, and this much fat and protein and carbohydrates and, and, uh, okay, well, this isn't working for you. So we're going to intermittent fast and we're going to do this. And we're just trying to figure this out with me and with them. And, you know, honestly, like everyone who stuck to something saw progress, but would usually plateau out at a certain point. And I just didn't have the tools to help them get where they needed to be. Now, this isn't everybody. This is just, I'm generalizing it here, but that was the same with myself. Now, over the last year, taking all of that knowledge, which I'm not saying I had a PhD level of knowledge in any of this. I'm just saying my my basic knowledge from all the certifications and reading and videos and podcasts and, and all of that. And I have broken it down into the most simple, sustainable, followable system And I cannot explain the transformation that I have seen in my body. You guys know me. I don't really post pictures of myself with my shirt off or anything. It was probably a self-confidence thing back in the day. You'll probably see some more like workout videos or whatever where I get hot and I take my shirt off, but um, I've never wanted to because I'm self-conscious of it. It's just how I am. You know, I had a friend call me a fat A back in the day. And since then I've felt super self-conscious. Well, about a year and three months ago, I was sitting at 30% body fat. I was sitting about 35 pounds heavier than I am right now. And I started to increase my protein. And that's about it. I was increasing the protein. I know I had increased it, but it wasn't nearly where it needed to be. I started to become a little more consistent with that and decreasing the amount of carbohydrates that I would have depending on my activity level of the day. Now, I'm not going to go deep into that. I want to actually talk about the last eight months. And that's where I don't want to tell you that this is a be-all end-all podcast that's going to fix every weight loss problem that you've ever had because this is eight months. All right. Um, so when it comes down to it, and I've talked about yo-yoing for years, this could be just want to be frank and honest. This could be a yo-yo, but I don't believe that it is because of the mindset that I have behind it, the mindset of all of the clients and friends that have implemented this and family that have implemented this and seen such incredible progress. So I'm not going to name names or tell you if they're family or friends or clients, but I want to give a few examples. First one is me, 30% body fat and up about 35 pounds. Today I'm sitting at 15% body fat and 186 pounds. I know another individual who's lost 130 pounds. I know another individual who has lost about 70 pounds at this point. I know another individual who has lost 45 pounds. Another individual who has lost around 35 pounds. I weigh myself every single day on a comprehensive body fat analysis machine, a body body composition analysis machine. And it is said that when you lose weight, you will lose body fat and muscle. And I can tell you that my muscle has stayed at 90 for lean muscle mass, from a year and two months ago, year and three months ago, until today, it has stayed at 90. I have not lost one pound of muscle. And the other individuals that I'm talking about, some of them regularly work out and some of them don't. The ones that do, and the ones that we track, some don't have access to uh, the, the, the tracker that, that I have access to. The ones that do strength train, and we're going to get into this, are keeping a hold of their muscle. And that's part of the key to this longevity and fat loss. So this is what we do. And these are non-negotiables. They are simple, extremely effective, but that doesn't mean it's easy. We have to build an entire lifestyle around this. This is a lifestyle change. This is not a diet. It's not a fad diet. It is a lifestyle change. You've always heard, if you've listened to me or to my wife or been to some CrossFit classes with us, our motto is live to be 95 and not in a nursing home. 99% of what I've done and what my clients have done and what people at CrossFit have done is natural. Now, what I mean by that is it's the basics. It's eating right and it's exercising supplementation does very, very little for us. Creatine might give you a little bit of a boost to get in a couple extra reps and so-and-so. A pre-workout might give you just uh, some blood flow to the area with the beta alanine and stuff to you know, help with blood flow so that hopefully we can be repairing those muscles quicker and faster and blah, blah, blah but very little when it comes right down to it. Here's the formula. This is the formula that I've found that has helped me so much has helped clients so much has helped family and friends so much. And it is simple. And I am so sorry that it has taken 17 minutes to get to this, but I feel like that background was important. If you are less than 250 pounds, You will eat one gram of protein per pound that you weigh every single day. Non-negotiable, no matter what. You're going to try to get that protein in the most natural way possible. Steak, chicken, turkey, wild game, fish, and so on eggs as well and egg whites as natural as possible. I understand that this is extremely difficult. It won't always be extremely difficult, but right now it will be because that is a lot of protein. Sorry for the, you know, clearing my throat. I don't edit videos out. It just popped into my head that I should throw out this disclaimer that this is my opinion and you should always consult your medical professional before diving into a new diet and exercise program. It's like the legal jargon that you have to say. And I'm, I'm not trying to be condescending on that. Like You should seek out good medical help, but you need to seek out good medical help. Not someone that's going to say, hey, let's hurry and put you on some phenamine, which is a pretty much a low dose methamphetamine that's going to give you some focus and help take away your appetite. It's non-sustainable. Find a good medical professional that's going to talk to you about your sleep and your blood work and your blood pressure and how we can try naturally as natural as possible to get good blood pressure, to get good cholesterol to get good blood sugar levels, to get good body fat percentage levels. So do seek out good help. But this is just my advice. Eat that natural protein and get one pound, one gram per pound that you weigh non-negotiable. Now, this is if you're under 230 to 250 pounds. When you get above that, that is very, very, very difficult to get in that much protein So I actually want you to just be shooting, if you're above 230 to 250, I want you to just be shooting for 230 to 250 in grams of protein per day. Um, You might not be getting uh, as much relative to smaller people, but it's also something that you can do and you can hit, and we want to make sure that you can do that every single day. When it comes down to your plate, the ideal plate is this. Half of your plate... Is protein. 40% of your plate is natural carbohydrate, which we're pretty much going to break into three things that is, potatoes, sweet potatoes, or rice. It sounds like this can be very boring and monotonous, but I promise you there's so much variety out there with all of this that it, it really it really doesn't. There's some resources that we can talk about later that, that can help. Different recipes, different things. Experiment. This is your time to be kind of an educated kid again. You know, experiments in the kitchen. Hey, how can I take chicken and ham and turkey and turn it into something that I want to eat all week long? How can I take rice and potatoes and sweet potatoes and, 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 and bison and axis deer? Shout out to Jacob Christensen. Um, and turn that into a, an amazing concoction that I want to eat. And then the other 10% of that plate is going to be something that you just enjoy. And that's where I don't want people to think that for the rest of my life, I can't have some dessert. We went out with some friends the other night and I ordered a big old steak, big old fat ribeye. And I actually got some fries. So, you know, you hear me saying natural carbs. Well, I got some carbs, but I know it had some, some bad fats on it. But here's how I want you to approach your plate. You eat that protein first. Why do we do that? Protein digests slower. It's harder for the body to digest. And it increases. There's something called the thermic effect of food. And protein will actually increase our body temperature to burn more calories. There are studies that have shown that if you eat your protein first and then you tackle your carbohydrates, you're not going to have such a big blood sugar spike. In return, you're not going to have such a large insulin spike. And insulin is not something that we talk about a lot, but it's something that should be talked about because it's not always a blood sugar issue as it is an insulin issue and having a continuous flow of insulin in our blood. It's, It's called hyperinsulinemia. So that goes deep. We don't, we don't need to get into it. <clears throat> but that's how you're going to approach your plate. Half protein, 40% natural carbohydrates, sweet potatoes, potatoes, rice, 10% of something that you want. And if you eat it in that rotation, protein first, natural carbs, and then that's something that you want. When we went out to dinner with friends the other night, I had four bites of dessert, I was completely full. Now, when I say completely full, I do not eat now to comatose state. I eat until I'm 80 to 90% full, but I know that that food is going to expand in my stomach and I will feel completely feel completely satisfied 10 minutes later. Now, 10 minutes. Here's the other magic number. And this comes from Stan Efferding. Please go look him up and see his talks about his 10-minute walks. Three 10-minute walks a day. So you eat your breakfast, you go on a 10-minute walk. You eat your lunch, you go on a 10-minute walk. You eat your dinner, you go on a 10-minute walk. This is as brisk of a walk as you can do. You're not jogging, but you're briskly walking. If you're a 65-year-old that hasn't exercised and are semi-weak, that's okay. As brisk as you can make the walk. You're not going to go out and try to have a heart attack. You're just going to go out and you're going to walk. That might be slow for you right now. That's okay. For an Olympic athlete, that might be a very fast walk, but these 3 10-minute walks. Now let's get into some benefits behind this. And like I said, please go look up Stan Efferding. Look up his vertical diet as well because a lot of what we're talking about right now is covered in his vertical diet. I'm just simplifying it even more. He goes a little bit deeper into some micronutrients that, that you'll want to get, like making sure that you're eating an orange, a carrot, uh, maybe some pure cranberry juice, uh, sodium, that sort of thing. But I'm just going basic right now because simple is effective. I'm going to read this from Stan because he's going to say it much, much better than me. It could be as easy as parking your car a 10-minute walking distance away from work and forcing yourself to get in, get it in that way. Some of the benefits include a reducing stress, better productivity, improved heart and circulation health, improved blood pressure, improved lung capacity, and aids in weight loss. I probably should have read that first in my own mind before I read it out loud. Yeah. I I read slow. I went to school at Rigby. Don't judge me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I love, I love, I love Madison. I love everybody. I love every school. Well, I love, okay. Well, we don't need to get into (laughs) any of that. So guys, this is simple and this is effective. And we're going to break this down really quickly again, uh, in the last couple minutes, just so you can hear how simple and effective this is. First off, remember the changes that I've personally seen in myself and other people over the last eight months to a year. Someone that's lost 130 pounds, someone that's lost around 70 pounds, someone that's lost around 45 pounds, someone that's lost around 35 pounds. Several that right now are sitting at the 15 to 20 and they've just started. Those who have access to a Comprehensive body fat analysis machine. So this is going out to all of those Teton CrossFitters. In your membership, it is included. We've done that for a reason. Um, this is an expensive machine that I want you to utilize because I want you to change your life and live to be 95 and not in a nursing home. If you are not a member of our gym then I would suggest that you find somewhere local where you live. And this is what I do with clients. We find somewhere that has an in-body, which um, I have a, a friend, Dr. Nick uh, on Instagram, and, and he's not a fan of the in-body. Um, he says that it's not as accurate as other other machines and the, 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 the data shows differently. But I use the in-body and I have seen my progress. So although it might not be perfect, I'm able to see the progress over a long period of time. Go find an in-body, go find a DEXA scan, go find a 3D scan, go find something that is a, a very good, reliable, <clears throat> according to Dr. Nick, he's going to be like, in body's not reliable, but, but it is. It's trending over time, it is. Find something like that. I do it every day. You do not need to do it every day. I would actually say once a week. Now, if it's a DEXA scan, it's going to be really expensive. So utilize your scale. We're going deeper than I wanted to go. If you're stepping on your scale every single day, don't believe your mind. If I'm 200 pounds and I step on the scale and I see 201, do not be disappointed in yourself. It is one day you might have drank more water or you might not have peed as much. Also, at the same time, if you step on the scale and you were 200 and now you're 199, although we need to celebrate our wins, Don't take that as sweet. I lost a pound because you might step on the scale tomorrow and you're 200.1 and then you're going to be disappointed in yourself. We're only using this as data to trend over a long, long period of time. So, something that I've had to really instill in myself as I look at this stuff every single day, I know every day what the machine says that my body fat, my muscle, And my poundage is, but I don't quite believe it unless I've trended it over a long period of time. So there's the metrics. We know what this can do for people. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in, you know, dozens of people in my life, hundreds of people that are out there, um, in the, the, the local realm that's doing it and thousands of people that are out there that are doing the basics and and making it work. Now bringing this in to home base, one gram of protein per pound that you weigh if you are less than 230 to 250 pounds. Non-negotiable. You have to do it. You're going to be eating so much protein that when you get to your carbohydrates, you're just not going to want to eat as many. After you've eaten those carbohydrates, it is okay to have that little bit of extra, you know, that, that dessert or whatever. Now I'm not saying this for every meal either, by the way, I'm ranting a little, you know, for dinner, like I said, the other night, I had a few bites of a molten lava cake with, with some, uh, some ice cream that was once during the day, the rest of the day was mostly protein and natural carbohydrates. I said that I chose the fries on the plate. I only ate about half the fries on the plate. I could have done more, but I know that I would have been full and I've mentally put myself in a place where I know that that wouldn't have helped me reach my goals. Immediately after that, we went on a 10-minute walk. And ladies and gentlemen, that is as simple as it gets. You can start simple and go deeper later. Like I said, look into Stan Efforting, the vertical diet, and you can go deeper into micronutrients. But I promise you, I personally guarantee you and if this does not work for you for some reason i will work with you for free 100 percent for free and super in-depth because this will work it will you will see a change in your body like you never imagined i also want you to know that you're going to mess up and that you do not judge yourself you learn from it And you start over and you start over immediately. It's not a, oh, I had a bowl of cereal for breakfast. So now all of a sudden I just, you know, my day went to crap and I'm just going to eat crap for the rest of the day. No, you messed up. You're a human. We mess up all the time. I had a bowl of cereal the other day. Okay, whatever. Cool. What happens? My next meal, tons of protein, some natural carbohydrates and a 10 minute walk after it is truly that simple. Please give this a couple months. We need to broaden our time our time horizon. You may not see changes in a week. You may not see changes in two weeks. Your weight not, might not move for a couple weeks. That's okay. We are looking at this over a long, long period of time. I want to be eating like this when I'm 95 so that I can hold on to my muscle and keep body fat low And if I trip, I can get back up that I haven't broken a bone because I've actually been eating these macro and micro nutrient dense foods to keep me strong. Like I said, you know, find a good medical professional and work with them. But I think I can also confidently say that if you take this advice, you know, run it past your medical professional and do it. You will completely transform your life so much faster than you ever could have imagined. You have the capacity and the capability to blow yourself away. I temper myself in sending pictures to people, but I, uh, I sent a shirtless picture to my two brothers and my sister yesterday. And I said, you know, we've always talked about how the Martin genetics uh, are not really conducive to a lean body. And it just hit me so hard the other day that maybe we have insanely good genetics and that as a society and as a family, and this is taking absolutely nothing away from my parents or grandparents or anyone before them, because it's just unknown information. Maybe we have insanely awesome genetics. You know, the, the picture that I took doesn't look like me. It, I have some imposter syndrome looking at this picture. Strong, large biceps with veins popping out of my biceps and my shoulders. And, you know, my chest is huge and abs. And And I'm so sorry, this sounds so boastful. And I don't mean it like that. What I mean is that you might have these insane genetics that you just haven't been able to realize because we've been too complex about diet and exercise when really it is as simple as one gram of protein per pound that you weigh, eating some natural carbohydrates and going on a 10 minute walk after every single meal. That's it for the day. That's 35 minutes of your podcast. I want to say thank you so much if you made it this far and could listen to my ranting and the little tiny bit of knowledge that I've had but more that I've been able to recently implement and see a change in so, so many people. Thank you to each and every listener of the two lessons learned podcast and everyone who's been on the podcast to teach me things. Thank you to every member at Teton CrossFit for being a part of our lives, for watching our transformation as coaches as well as allowing us to help you with your transformation as becoming a better human being. That's what it is all about. We can all work together regardless of anything, bringing this deeper, regardless of race, religion, gender, sex, identity, regardless of everything, we can help each other to become better people. I also personally want to say thank you to my wife for the great, amazing support that she's been through this transformation. I will not get into this because I promise we're going to, swap, we're going to, we're going to end this podcast, but it's been the hardest couple of years of my life and finding this stride over the last eight months to a year has been because of her and good people in our lives. Find those good people that want the best for you. I promise you that as, like to all of my personal clients, I only want the best for you. I will help you find whatever you need to become your absolute best self, and we will do it together. As coaches, two members at Teton CrossFit, we only want the best for you. We want you to be 95 and not in a nursing home. And I hope that we can all go to dinner and have a steak when we're 95 and go on a 10-minute walk afterwards. In fact, let's take it further. When we're, when we're 80, let's go hike the Grand, the, the grand Teton together. I want to say thank you to my mentors and my coaches and all of our coaches at Teton CrossFit that are also my coaches. When I go to class, I listen to you. I believe you. I trust you. So thank you so much for helping me become who I can become. Let's all go do this together. Let's keep it simple. Give yourself a couple months. Don't beat yourself up when you mess up. Keep going. Ups and downs will come. That's it. I'm long-winded. We are done. Please get with me and let me know how your journey goes, and I will help you however you need helped. Love you all, and we will talk soon.